1: Well, it's not just interest rates, but inflation that's also stretching the family budget. A second harvest... Uh, is Canada's largest food rescue organization. Today, the organization released a new research examining the anticipated need for food charity in Canada in 2023. The organization surveyed 1,300 organizations across the country, including the Food Bank, many other um, religious groups as well, who provide charity uh, throughout the year. The research, Canada Needs a New Year's Resolution for Food Insecurity, found that nonprofit food programs that hand out food to vulnerable Canadians forecast the number of people they serve to grow by, get this, 60% in 2023, and that's on top of the 134% growth in 2022. Joining me now is Lori Nichols. She's a CEO of Second Harvest. Lori, thank you for joining us today.
0: Thank you so much for having me. Uh,
1: We often talk about um, inflation, the impact on on food. We've talked about uh, COVID, uh, supply chain challenges, Um, but with your new report, did you Realized that it was pretty bad, really bad in regards to just food security in this country.
0: Oh, absolutely. Uh, Second Harvest, we're Canada's largest food rescue organization, and we work across the supply chain supporting charities and nonprofits with food. And we have just seen an increase year over year of uh, people having difficulty accessing the food they need. Uh,
1: what, needs, what do we need to do to fix this issue?
0: Well, a couple things. We need to have some short-term solutions, Um, and I think when the government stopped the COVID-era interventions like the Emergency Food Security Fund or the Surplus Food Rescue Fund, that wasn't done with a lot of thought, in my opinion, and we should have continued those. While we work out actual solid policy changes, legislative changes, so that people have enough money in their pockets that they can go to their grocery store and purchase the food they need.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, Many have said, look, inflation is, uh, hopefully, will make a dent in inflation this year in 2023. Um, That, in your mind, isn't uh, enough. Uh, Give me a sense of some of the stories you've been hearing from, from different organizations or within your organizations in regards to the impact this insecurity is having on everyday people.
0: Well, I mean, first I'd say, you know, wages definitely need to be indexed to inflation, so that even if inflation is isn't skyrocketing as much, or food inflation, it doesn't have that much of an impact because we have never had wages that are indexed to inflation. But the impact is is demoralizing, it's depressing. Uh, charities across the country, and just for context, you know there are 61,000 nonprofits and uh, charities that are supporting people with food. So that's at your senior centers, your community centers, your food banks, your schools. You name it. So I don't think people really understand how many how many charitable outlets there are for people to access food. So, you know, you see a Safeway at your corner store or Costco. So for every one of those, there are four charities giving out food. And what's happening to this system, it is just being crushed. Uh, there, are, We're getting calls, emails. Not only are there more people needing food, uh, the people that were already needing food are needing more food. They need perishable food. And I think what happens often is When we don't have very much money to purchase food we end up buying the least healthy food Mm -hmm. and that is you know terrible for educational outcomes health outcomes so i mean we haven't even we haven't seen the worst of it right like we've lost the middle class the rich are getting richer the poor are getting poorer and today's food insecure person is not what people think it is right these are people with jobs these are the working poor but wages are low gig work is a thing And
1: just that there's no social safety net. I'm just looking at your study here. 39% of nonprofits say they'll need 50% more perishable food next year to meet the demand. Uh, 44% of nonprofits that you... um, uh, uh, surveyed said they'll need f- uh, 50% or, or more non perishable food next year to meet the demand. Uh, and then 70% said they need both food and funding. It's not just about funding, but food as well. These are significant mm-hmm. challenges. Is this the worst you've seen it in, in your time at Second Harvest?
0: It's the worst I've seen it in my time uh, working for any nonprofit. It is skyrocketing, right? Like we had some supports in for COVID, they're all gone there's always been poverty in canada and food insecurity but we're just not doing the right things we are in an unaffordable country and unaffordable cities and i don't i don't know how we expect canadians to catch up when You know, there's just not a level playing field anymore.
1: Mm -hmm. What do you say to the argument some will make that, look, we're in this inflationary period because government was handing out too much money. And that's one of the reasons we're in this mess, not just in Canada, but in other parts of the world as well, that there was too much money during COVID made available. And that is what's caused some of this food insecurity, certainly the inflation.
0: Uh, Sure. I mean, there's an argument for both sides. But the truth is, I don't want to go down these roads. I just want to make sure that people have the food that they need to be healthy and who is always the one that are are hurt in this the most? It's always the most marginalized. It's the vulnerable population. So why can't we focus on lifting that population up instead of, you know, pointing the fingers? Like, how can we do this? There are absolutely ways to manage this that um, don't impede the rest of the country, right? Like, we could have policy interventions that are supporting... Uh, wage increases, so industry has to pay more. If you're a frontline worker and you are making billions of dollars, then pay your frontline staff more. So, you know, there are steps that we could be taking, but nobody's forcing anybody to do anything.
1: Uh, So, yeah, we have inflation. Yeah. Uh, Other jurisdictions have raised minimum wage. We've raised minimum wage here in British Columbia uh, to $15 plus. Other jurisdictions have done the same. Is this more of a case of government sending a food security check just for 2023 to households? Would that be something you'd be supportive of? Or, Or do you think, I mean, because when you talk about employers, you know, paying more, that's up to government whether they wish to have a basic living income. And many of them have raised the the minimum wage or do you think that we need a temporary some sort of uh help to canadians that help them to deal with their grocery bills to get through this high inflationary period
0: i think we need both and even though we've raised the minimum wage like the living wage in toronto is 23 dollars so uh the minimum i mean the living wage is 23 dollars. minimum wage is still around 15 50. so There's a big discrepancy there. Just because the minimum wage has been raised doesn't mean it's a living wage. You're still living below the poverty line. And so there's work that needs to be done there. Even though it's being increased, there is some government work that needs to be done there. Um, And I don't think it's an and or, it's a both. We need short-term solutions, which absolutely give some money to households so that they can uh, pay their bills, feed their kids, and not have to worry about uh, paying their rent and feeding their children. For the short term. But you, you absolutely need legislative reform to make sure that people have adequate income.
1: Laurie, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate the conversation.
0: Yeah, no problem. Have a great day.